Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobelt Show on demand. We become a pro- podcast, and uh, you can listen to what you missed. Uh, next hour, two rounds of the Moist Line. Two rounds of the Moist Line, and if you want to get your uh, rants in for next week, you go to one eight seven seven moist 86 You can do that now, anytime this afternoon. Uh, we are going to talk with Susan Shelley here from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. I gave you a rundown on this uh uh, repeal the death tax. Uh, repeal the death tax act. Uh, right before Deborah's news. Repeal the death tax dot com. You want to go to that website, print and sign the official petition to repeal this tax if you haven't already. And if you're just tuning in, uh, Susan's going to come on and explain more as to what this is about. Susan Shelley, welcome. How are you? I'm good, John. Thank you for having me. Uh, so let's just reiterate, reiterate again. It's repealthedeathtax.com. Yes, it's repealthedeathtax.com, and you can print the petition on any printer on one sheet of letter-sized paper. Very easy. Okay, and this is about being able to transfer your property to your children upon your death, and they would pay at the same base tax rate as, as you were. Exactly. You would keep the same tax bill. You would not have a higher tax bill. You would not have the property reassessed to current market value as if it was purchased in, a, in an open sale by a total stranger. Stays in the family, same tax bill. Okay, so uh, property owners got this right way back in 1986. Went through the legislature yeah. unanimously, and then the public voted on it, 75 to 25. 
that whenever they sell, whenever their house is sold after they die, their children inherit the house and the children inherit that same base property tax rate. What happened in 2020 that we don't have that right anymore? Well, the legislature was looking for a way to raise taxes. They don't like Proposition 13. They don't like taxpayer protections. They think that everybody who has a house is a gazillionaire and needs to be taxed a higher rate. And life is just so unfair if that's not the case. That's what they think. But the truth is that this doesn't apply to millionaires and billionaires. This is regular people, regular houses, regular families, and not just homes, but for a family that invested in real estate like a duplex or a small apartment or a small business property. Those are reassessed to current market value when passed from generation to generation under Prop 19. And, and we could lose so much of the affordable housing stock in California because so many apartment buildings are 2 to 20 units, 2 to 19 units, and a lot of single-family homes are rentals. And when those are inherited, reassessed to current market value. And what's going to happen to the tenants? Either the rent's going to go up or the property is going to be sold because the family members can't afford those new tax bills. Yeah, this is... Um... Uh, this, uh, this the, the the property taxes. I mean, the valuations of properties have gone up so much. I mean, if you bought a house in the 1980s or 1990s, and now your children are inheriting it, the property tax increase is huge. It's something that a lot of people. There's no way they could afford it. Right. So, it's it's really burdensome for businesses too. For a small restaurant that's been through COVID and then the generation passes, the kids inherit it, they get this huge new tax bill based on current market value. Good luck keeping that business running. Talk about how they fooled the public in 2020. Most people voted for Proposition 19 and did not realize that it ended the protections for parents to transfer to children without the big tax increase, the property. Well, the origin of this is that the California Association of Realtors wanted to loosen up the market a little bit and help people who wanted to move to a new home but couldn't afford a higher tax bill move multiple times. So they wanted people who were 55 and older to be able to move at least three times to any county in the state and take their old tax bill with them. But the legislature said you will have vicious opposition if you try to do that. And they did try to do it two years earlier, and they did have vicious opposition, and it failed. So the legislature made this deal with them and they said okay if you add this if you raise taxes on people who have just lost a parent so that they get the new tax bill in the mail with the sympathy cards if you'll do that for us we won't oppose your portability measure so people can move and take their old tax bill and that's how this happened and then they added the wildfire stuff just because it looked good on the ballot as you mentioned you were exactly right at the time that was in the news people were upset and they felt that the more should be done to help wildfire victims. And it looked like this would, but it doesn't really. It was supposed to fund wildfire fighting, and actually it's produced zero dollars two years in a row because of what, the way the what, math works. What was supposed to uh, go to wildfire fighting? Well, supposedly there was this complicated formula that however much money the state of California, not the counties, but the state got from these new property tax revenues, a percentage of that would go into a new wildfire fund. But it didn't work out because what happens is people get higher property taxes, but then they pay lower income taxes because they deduct the property taxes from their California income tax returns. So every year it's going to be zero as far as the eye can see.
And they didn't know that going in or they knew that and didn't care because they just wanted to pull the scam. Exactly. They knew. See, I had one one person told me, we know it's only a trickle. It's not even a trickle. It's not a nickel. I remember at the time, I remember the wildfire commercials from four years ago. And I said at the time, these wildfire commercials are to distract you. The real purpose of Prop 19 was to get rid of the protection when you transfer your property to your children upon your death. It was to get rid of that property tax protection. That was the real reason for the bill. It mm -hmm. wasn't about funding wildfires. And as you said, I didn't even know that part. They never got any money for wildfires anyway. But those, those, those commercials were so emotionally manipulative. Yes. And there was about $50 million spent to do that to people. Ah. And, they, and they said it wasn't a tax increase. They said it wasn't a tax increase. It's, a, it's the biggest property tax increase in the history of California. And it's massive because if you have a house that was purchased years ago and it's reassessed to current market value, even if you follow their, their – they have a narrow exclusion if a parent's primary residence becomes the child's primary residence. But there's only $1 million of protection for extra value. So if it has appreciated more than that, and of course in many areas, Los Angeles, the Bay Area, San Diego, that's the case, then you could get a tax increase of thousands of dollars a year anyway. Even if you drop everything and move into your parents' house at this terrible time in your life when you've just lost a parent, you do all of that, you fill out the forms, you still get a tax increase. It's so horrible. Okay, what's now the deadline to return these petitions, January 16th. Are you doing well on gathering signatures so far? We are doing well. We've just hit the 25% mark. When you do these with volunteers, everybody tends to hold on to the petitions and send them in at the very end. So that's what's happening. They're coming in in giant, giant bins from the post office every day. So we did set a deadline of January 16th, which is next Tuesday. So get them in the mail if you can by Tuesday, postmark by Tuesday. There might be a little more time because we tried to build in some time to open the envelopes and sort the petitions. We have to deliver them to all the separate counties. And it all has to be on paper. It's not electronic. You can download the petition electronically, but this is the 1911 initiative law. It has to be paper and ink and physically delivered. They never updated that, huh? <laughs> We've got, we're on paper and ink. <laughs> so this is repealthedeathtax.com. And this would right. restore the protection you have a piece of property, you die, your kids can inherit the property and pay at the same base tax rate that you have. Repealthedeathtax.com. And it's retroactive. So anybody who got burned by this will be able to get their old tax basis back again. All right, Susan, thank you for coming on with us. Thank you so much, John. All right, Susan Shelley from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Please do this now. Print and sign the petition at repealthedeathtax.com. So this is for you. So that when you die, you still have the same property. You can transfer it to your children as they inherit the property. And they don't have to pay the big tax increase. The property will not be reassessed for tax purposes like that. Because you, if you've had your house a, a long time, you know. You know how, uh, I mean, it's a good thing, right? You're sitting on a lot of money there. But uh, that your, your children should be entitled to it. It, it, it shouldn't go to the state. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. In 2011, Jerry Brown had a budget of $98 billion. 98. 
Do you know last year, Gavin Newsom had a $330 billion budget? The size of gov the amount of government spending has more than tripled in just 13 years from 98 to 330. And what do you get for this? The roads stink. The schools stink. Crime is out of control. The prisoners are running. The prisoners were let out of prison and they're running rampant in the streets. They emptied out much of the prison system. You have mental patients and drug addicts in the streets. All the money spent on homelessness, everything got worse. All the money they spent on their crime initiatives, everything got worse. The schools are bad. I mean, we go on and on. The roads are bad. And I've got a story on how bad the roads are and how the state's going to lose some tax money if they force people to drive electric cars. You know those gas taxes? Well, obviously the gas taxes will disappear. And that's going to be billions of dollars. Uh, we'll get into that next. Repealthedeathtax.com. Print and sign the petition and send it in now. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, we told you uh, in the last segment about uh, repealing the death tax, and that is the tax that your kids are going to have to pay on uh, your property. You die and they inherit the property. And under current law, which was changed a few years ago, dishonestly, uh, they're going to have to pay property tax at the current market rate of your house and not the rate that you purchased the house when you purchased the house years ago. Uh, and repealthedeathtax.com is where you can sign the petition and download it. And, um, you know, and, and I asked our, our guest, uh, Suzanne Shelley from the Howard Jarvis Association, what, um, why did they do this? And it was just a simple money grab. And they distracted people with commercials about wildfires. In the meantime, they snuck around the back end. And now they are charging huge property tax increases to people who've suffered deaths in the family, their parents. And you, you do have to wonder, we discovered this week that the Jerry Brown administration started out with a $98 billion budget. And now last year it was $330 billion. How could the state budget more than triple when everything, everything stinks in the state? Uh, government services are bad. The outcomes are bad. Bad homeless outcomes, bad schooling outcomes, bad crime outcomes. Prisons are being emptied. Bad roads. Let's look at the road situation. The roads in California are graded by independent parties, independent third parties, as being among the worst in the United States. In 2022, the American Society of Civil Engineers had California ranked 49th out of the 50 states, next to last, for road health. They got a grade of D. Only one state's rating was worse. Mississippi, which got a D minus. Now, Mississippi is a third world state. People in Mississippi would tell you this as well. Very poor state. Terrible school system. Uh, nobody's moving to Mississippi. 
and uh, terrible road system. And people think of Mississippi as, as a backwater. California's roads are barely ahead of Mississippi on the rankings. And would you believe this? We pay $14 billion a year in gas and diesel taxes. $14 billion. And, and if you remember, they jacked up the gas tax a few years ago. Claiming it was going to go for the roads. And we got a repeal on the ballot. And the repeal lost. By a few points. Because Governor Newsom and the state went into overdrive. Into lying and misleading people. Very little work was done to repair the roads. The roads are not in better shape than 2020. Or 2015. So we had the massive tax increase. They fought back the repeal, made all kinds of wild promises, but they lied, which is what they constantly do and they constantly get away with. They're always lying about these propositions, like high-speed rail, like Prop 47, like the gas tax. They lie over this, uh, this property tax situation we've been discussing. They lie like crazy. And everybody falls for it. So we pay $14 billion a year in taxes. There is no other state even close to that rate. It's the highest gas tax in the nation. Well, now, since they're insisting that people buy electric cars, what's going to happen there? Because if you have an electric car, you're not buying gas. I know that's obvious. So they think they're going to be losing $4 billion a year by 2035. By then, you're not supposed to be able to buy a gas-powered car. Although, I think all that stuff is going to be walked back for the reasons we've talked about many times. If they think they're going to get 100% electric cars by 2035, um, I don't know what they're smoking. The gasoline tax right now is at about 58 cents a gallon. And it rises every year with inflation. And they're going to have to make up for the electric vehicle revenue loss. So they're going to put all these electric, force all these electric vehicles onto the roadway. And guess what? They're going to raise our gas tax to account for the difference. A lot of people are going to resist buying electric cars for obvious reasons. So we're going to hold on to our gas cars maybe for 10, 15, 20 years. And they're going to force the price of gas up, partly to make up for the lost gas tax and partly to punish us because we're not complying with what our bosses are insisting on. You must get out of your gas-powered car. Oh, you won't? Well, we're going to make your life expensive and difficult. I wonder how hard it's going to be to find a gas pump in California. I wonder if they're going to close all of them down, force them out of business. They already forced dozens of refineries to close, which is why we pay $5 a gallon for gas and the rest of the country pays $3 a gallon. That's one of the big reasons. Another big reason is the taxes. There's 52,000 miles of state highways. There's 333,000 miles of local roads. 
Now, they could tax electric vehicle owners. But right now, they're having a tough enough time convincing people to buy EVs. If they're going to start taxing them, that's, uh, that's not good. They have other ideas that they could raise money by using the GPS satellite tracking system to track our mileage and set fees according to our mileage. Can you imagine being tracked by the government with a GPS so that they could send you a bill? Who the hell wants that? Um, but, you know, people, people have botched these votes repeatedly in the past. When we had a chance to repeal the gas tax, a lot of people didn't come through because they believed the television commercials. Anybody who believes a political television ad about a referendum in California, you are a stinking idiot. They are all lies. They're all emotional manipulation. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. If you, if you ever vote based on political television commercials, especially on California referendums. All right, we've got uh, more coming up. Um, this is amusing. University of Michigan, all right, it's been a, a big week for Michigan because they won uh, the college football national championship. Um, they also are number one on another in another way. The amount of money they spend on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the number of diversity, equity, and inclusion staff members they have at the University of Michigan. You're not, you're not going to believe this. It really is a huge, wasteful industry. And that's next on The John Cobalt Show. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. And we're on the radio from 1 until 4. And then after 4 o'clock, John Kobelt show on demand. And uh, you can listen to it uh, whenever you want tonight over the weekend. Runs continuously on the iHeart app. And uh, coming up uh, next hour, we're going to run the uh, the Moist Line twice. Two rounds of the Moist Line here on KFI. All right. Uh, I told you I was going to explain how not only is the University of Michigan number one when it comes to uh, college football these days, winning a national championship earlier this week, it also is at the top when it comes to spending money on diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI for short. And there was a story in the New York Post because the University of Michigan is now paying $30 million a year to 241 DEI staffers, according to an analysis for the website called College Fix. They have a new five-year DEI plan. Last year, Michigan had 142 employees working for DEI. This year, it's 241. So they added another 100 employees. Now, put aside the merits of diversity, equity, and inclusion. What has been created at these schools is a racket. It's a financial racket. We've told you often about the financial racket of nonprofit homeless organizations here in Los Angeles. It's a racket. They don't improve homelessness. Everything gets worse. High-speed rail, a racket. It's been 16 years. No high-speed rail track has been laid down. It's just made people connected to the process very wealthy. Billions of dollars has flown, has uh, been transferred to various construction, engineering companies, legal companies, consultant companies. But actual railroad track, there's nothing. Actual improvement in the streets for the homeless, there's nothing. And that's what a racket is. Whether you agree or disagree with its purpose, the truth is, in the end, it does nothing and makes it worse. Because it's set up just to make people money. And so that in the University of Michigan, really all the universities, that's what DEI is. It's a huge waste of tax money. Because they, they did an assessment as to whether people, whether students at these schools are happier. And they 
found that $85 million was spent on DEI for black students at the University of Michigan over the last five years, but the experience on campus has not improved. Uh, black enrollment actually dropped slightly by a few tenths of a percentage point. And the number of students who are satisfied with the overall campus climate decreased from 72% to 61%. So all the DEI crowd did, besides enrich themselves, is they increased unhappiness. Now about 40% of the students are unhappy. Here's a study of, the, of Texas A&M University. Claremont Institute did this study. Found that they spend $11 million on DEI. But the percentage of students who feel they belonged at the school dropped significantly. Remember, DEI, I mean, what's, what's that I for? Inclusivity, right? Everybody's supposed to feel included. They're supposed to feel more comfortable, happier, more productive. Well, they found out, and wait, wait for the twist at the end here, among white students, the number who felt they belonged at the school dropped from 92% to 82%. Hispanics dropped from 88 to 76%. And among black students, it dropped from 82 to 55%. So they spent millions of dollars, and in every demographic category, more and more people were unhappy. They spent a lot of money at UC Berkeley. The Division of Equity and Inclusion has 152 staffers. $36 million, but black enrollment dropped from 3% to 2% over the decade. And there's a case in, at the University of Washington. It was written about in a city journal. They did an investigation, and they found that the university goes through what they describe as exhaustive efforts to discriminate against white job applicants. Uh, there was an opening for a 10-year track professor position in early 2023 in the Department of Psychology. And the Diversity Advisory Committee pressured the committee to rank the candidates in accordance with a certain formula so that a black woman would receive the job instead. The handbook spells out how to exclude candidates of undesirable races, starting with white people, Asians too. And the formula ensures that the candidates of preferred races would get hired. In fact, in the 2020-2021 academic year, the department hired only people of color for five tenure-track positions. And they created a handbook, a manual so that no white people would be hired for any of the open professor positions. Of course, you know, they've got, they got caught, and they've now apologized to people that they discriminated against. And that's another one of the purposes of DEI, is to create new forms of discrimination against new groups. Not to end old discrimination, but to replace it with new discrimination. And in the process, everyone involved makes big money. Six-figure salaries, budgets, tens of millions of dollars. It's, uh, 
You should, you should read the, the no white faculty allowed is is the headline, cityjournal.org. Um, basically, if if the minorities weren't on the preferred list, it was considered the wrong race. And they just rigged the, the scoring in the various categories that they used to analyze whether somebody was qualified or not. That was done at a major school, the University of Washington. This is all over the place now. But like I said, like the homeless racket, like the high-speed rail racket, teachers' unions. That's another great racket, right? Teachers, uh, uh, student scores are at all-time lows here in California, even though the teachers have received tremendous raises over the years. These are rackets. And whether you agree or disagree with what they claim they're their motivation is, the truth is, nothing improves for, for students, either at college or in the schools. Nothing improves for the homeless people. Nothing improves for the roads. We don't get the rail. It's just all stolen money. More coming up, John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're going to have Alex Stone on. Coming up after uh, 3 o'clock to talk about uh, big ice, snowstorm, extreme cold over large parts of the country. And this is a uh, big travel weekend. Uh, not to mention uh, door plugs blowing out and warning lights going on. Uh, if you didn't hear, we talked about it earlier that uh, the FAA is going to do a thorough audit of uh, Boeing's manufacturing process. They think there might be other things wrong with the process. And they're also going to do an audit of their suppliers. So uh, there's already 2,000 flights canceled today. Alex Stone's going to explain what's going on in case you are going somewhere for the long weekend. Uh, did you let your uh, kids do sleepovers when they were little? Yes. Uh, yeah, you didn't have any, uh, you didn't have no helicopter parent. Uh, no, but I knew the parents. I mean, most of the kids, uh, the, their parents were my friends. Oh, I'd leave my kids with random parents. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, oh. I'd go in shopping malls. Hey, you want to watch them for yeah? a weekend? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, looks like uh, there's a number of parents now who are too spooked and they won't let their kids sleep over. They're, 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 they're worried about sex abuse, gun violence, and, and now half the parents in the U.S. describe themselves as overprotective. You know, which is really sad, and it's getting worse and worse. I, I, I heard something the other day, and it's true. Do you know that the, the uh, like kidnap rate of children is no different than it was in the 1970s? Really? The only difference is that if something happens, it's on the news 24-7. That's true. But I'll yeah. tell you, when my kids were little, I was terrified. I mean, I made my kids memorize the address, the phone numbers, where they could just when they started talking, I, I was so, so afraid. Well, wouldn't that. they say, no, please don't bring me back. <laughs> take me, take well, me. Well, fortunately, we didn't have to find out. <laughs> your kids were three and they had their thumb out on the freeway. It's like, <laughs> take me. How old were your kids when you guys gave them a key to your house? Uh, Probably around 12 or 13, I think. Yeah, I was about 11 or 12. Yeah. So when they, if they, because by then they're, they're in, when they get into middle school, and their schedules change, and they come home at different times. 
I don't think my kids ever came home to an empty house. I think with my work schedule, I think I was, I think I was always home. But you would uh, dump I, them off with other parents for sleepovers. That's because they wanted to go and sleep over their friends' houses. Mm. I wasn't dumping them. <laughs> Unlike well, uh, the Cobalt residents, apparently. <laughs> they, uh, well, the reason I bring this up, because in the New York Times, they had a story that, that parents are so uh, silly about being nervous and weirded out. There, there's one woman who has uh, three children, never allowed them to spend a night away from her, even with other family members. But she'll she'll do sleep unders, which means you you have to you can come home at two or three in the morning, but you have to come home. Oh God, I wouldn't want to be waiting up. Uh, well, yeah. What's the point? Once you got to three in the morning, yeah, nothing can happen then. Might as <laughs> something bad was going to happen. It'll happen by three. Right. Yeah. And, and she thinks uh, there's a woman here. Her name's uh, Carnese Armstrong. She lives in Murrieta, and. Uh, she didn't want to say no. Of course, they talked to the kids. She didn't want to say no altogether. She thought it was a good compromise. Kids disagreed because you don't want to be the last, the first kid to leave early. It's better not to show up at all than to always be the first kid to leave early. And after a while, nobody wants to invite you. Uh, actually, that's called a late over. Well, it's the same term. Actually, sleep under or a late over. It's That's where so they come silly. to play, but they don't stay to sleep. The whole fun is waking up in the morning, and you're in a, somebody else's house, and they're cooking breakfast for you, and there's a whole just a whole different experience. I always thought that's good for kids to experience how other people live and how other families interact. Now, I wouldn't want my kids. I mean, fortunately, I didn't. I didn't have to deal with this. But thinking about it now, I would not want to send my kids to a home where I thought that they were creepy. The parents were creepy. It's not to say that I wouldn't let them go to anybody else's house, but I certainly wouldn't send them to a place where I thought that they were going to get hurt and not be watched, so on and so forth. And when the parent says, why aren't you letting your son come over? Because I think you're creepy. Exactly. I would say just that. You and your husband are creepy. <laughs> I'd make an excuse. But again, I, I was never put in that position. But I do remember a lot of parents talking about some parents would ask uh, they, they would they would ask parents, do you do you have a gun in the house? <laughs> I remember that was that was a big thing. Do you know the kind of families that have guns in the house where they leave them on dining room tables and somebody gets shot? No. OK, that's that's not your neighborhood. <laughs> that's not most people's neighborhood. That happens out there somewhere in the trailers. I don't have any patience for overprotective helicopter parents. I get fed up with listening about it. So your boys were spending the night at, at people's yes. houses all the time? Oh, yeah, when they were really young, too. I liked it. <laughs> of course night you off, did. Night off for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't believe. I can't believe it's like, don't you don't want a night free? Send them all out. You know, I'd let them drive. Go ahead. Just <laughs> take the car. Go. <laughs> It's scary to be a parent. It is. I, I'm not going to lie. My kids thought that I was overprotective. And I, I know what you're going to say, John, but honestly, trust me when I say this. I was not a helicopter parent, and mm. I did not think I was overprotective. You know why they think I was overprotective? Why? Because I would ask them, hey, can you text me when you get someplace? Can you let me know where you're going? I didn't say they couldn't go, mm -hmm. and they thought that was too much. Uh, you, you were being reasonable. Thank you. My wife used to do that too, and my kids thought she was being way overprotective. Yeah, and I that's tell them, hey, look, just send the text; it's over. Yes, you know that's not the hell to die on. Right, you're getting to go out. 
you're getting to come back when you want or a reasonable late time. So uh, you take the win there. Um, I, I, um, I, it's entirely, and you know what? I correlate it to how much television people watch. I remember during the COVID thing, knew a couple people who were really freaked out and hysterical about COVID. And they would say something like, well, you know, I watched CNN since six o'clock this morning. It's like, okay, so you watch CNN 12 hours a day. And they, CNN at the time had a scoreboard that showed you how many people had died each day. It was, it was like a, a, a running telethon leaderboard, a scoreboard. And so, well, if you're going to watch 12 hours of people dying one by one by one on the scoreboard, of course you're going to be freaked out. People who didn't watch TV, I found were much less freaked out. They got, they got sick of hearing about the thing. They just decided, you know, I'm going to live my life. Whatever happens, happens. And uh, they, they're much better. That, that, that screen, that box does so much damage to people's mental stability. But, you know, I don't know if your kids felt this way, but mine did. Because I'm in the news business, and so I will tell them about certain things or I will be worried about certain things. They, they, they tell me that I overreact because uh, I'm too close to it. You mm -hmm. know, for instance, if I'm warning them about something, right? Yes. You know, my daughter going out you know, in downtown LA or something to that extent, she thinks I'm, she, she gets annoyed with me because I'm concerned. And I explain to her why. And she thinks, Oh mom, it's because you're in the news business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's true. That does have an effect. It does. But, it, but, but am I wrong? We know what happens. Yeah. But, all we, the time. but you don't report the, the 10 million kids who got home safely today. Oh, now you state. sound like my kids. Okay. okay. <laughs> Never mind. <Forget. laughs> I was always on their side. I, I know. Uh, all right. Uh, Alex Stone coming up. Uh, lots of storms and cold weather and uh, flights are going to be delayed and canceled. Big mess coming this weekend. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Every Monday through Friday, and of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow. Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.